Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hey everyone, today I'm talking with Shanice Miller about how she helps businesses increase their revenue through automation and scaling. Shanice is a business productivity consultant specializing in project management who helps clients ranging from small startups to multi-million dollar businesses save hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars. Her passion for identifying and solving inefficiencies began when she sold her first business, an educational consultancy that had been recognized in Forbes and BET at a less than premium price point because she didn't have her systems and processes streamlined and documented. Over the last 10 years, Shanice has used her ability to identify operational inefficiencies and create solutions to not only help save her clients' businesses and hairlines, but also fall in love with them again. Welcome, Shanice. Thank you for having me, Virginia. Thanks for being with us today. I'm always like, what can we do for automation? (laughs) (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Right? Well, I'm like, I was going to complain about laundry, which I think is silly that people do. Because I'm like, laundry nowadays is so simple compared to back in the day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. With the scrub board. So, I mean, we pretty much did automate it to an extent. Now it's just going to be the next step is like, oh, let's get some robots in here to toss it from the washer to the dryer. <laughs> like, Isn't that what kids are for? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So I run a business operations firm for service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. And they usually have messy or no systems in place. And what these systems do is they help us to make their daily activities more efficient and their business run smoother so they can maximize their impact and just really make sure that no clients slip between the cracks. And how I got here was just really, it was one Friday evening. I was sitting at my desk and just finished all of my work for the day, even though, you know, work is never really done sometimes for the day. (laughs) And this was, of course, before I knew about systems. So yeah, my work was never done. And I went to go check my bank account, but I was just feeling so tired, so drained. I was at capacity and I opened up my books and I just wanted to cry. And, but my books had showed that I just had my best week ever in business. And I was at that 8K a week mark. Um, So that was amazing, but I was just really too exhausted, so tired, so frustrated I did not know how I was going to continue living like this and working like this. So I thought about, you know, selling my business. And I actually did because I was just so frustrated. I didn't think about some of the other things I tried hiring. And uh, that was a disaster at the time. But yeah, I ended up selling my business. And when I went to sell my business, it was a very eye opening moment because I had gotten a very, very low ball offers. Um, My business was at that high mark but I was getting five figure um, offers. And so I kept wondering why, 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 why? And when I started digging into other businesses that were listed on the same platforms that were getting the offers that maybe had less money than my business was making, but they had better systems. They had different processes in place. They had everything documented. And so a light bulb went off inside of my head and I said, hey, this is really the way. And that's when I started diving in deep and opened up Tasley Group to start really helping with those processes and those systems. Did you ever think about taking your business off the market to implement those things and then try reselling it? 
No. So the thing is, and that's why I've also talked to other people who've sold their business. Once you're at that point where you're ready to sell your business, it's kind of like at that, it's no turning back now. <laughs> you're <laughs> gotcha. so tired of what you have going on or what you have in the business. It doesn't necessarily feel fixable at the time. And I know that's now I know that that's like a crazy thought to have. But, you know, when you are just dead tired, you kind of just want to get rid of something. And that's also the reason mm-hmm. for the lowball offers, too. When you want a quick sale, um, when you try and sell something just too quickly, you end up getting somebody who's going to buy it quickly. And that's usually at a bit deep discount. Yeah. So with Taskly Group, because that's your company now, right? Yes. So you say that you rate that you have everything from like, or help startups to the multi-figure companies. Um, Is there like a certain genre that you work with or who's your ideal client? So my ideal client are really coaches, consultants, course creators, and service-based business owners. And those are usually people who are at capacity as well. They were pretty much in some of the same places. They've hit a ceiling. And now the tools that they were doing, um, what what was working beforehand is no longer working anymore. So many of my clients, they are looking to grow and scale their business without using more of their time and energy. Um, They're usually thinking about or already in the process of hiring for a couple of areas in their business. And they also usually have a slow season in their business each year. So it's the perfect time to implement systems and prepare their for the busier times to grow and expand. What are some of the common things that are the first couple to get implemented when you help, so, when you help someone? Oh, that's a really good question. So I always say the three main systems in every business are your marketing systems, your sales systems, and your client delivery, client services business um, systems. Those are the three main areas. That's pretty much the core of all businesses. You need those things. You need marketing, how you're getting some leads, you're getting some people interested in what you're offering. Then you need your sales where you are closing the people, you're giving them your proposals, that whole process. And then of course, how, what are you, would you sell the person on? You have to deliver that particular service or that product. So those are the three key systems. And usually when I am working with clients, I will ask them, you know, what's causing you the most pain? What is your goal for your business? And that's how we determine really what key areas to focus on. So they don't have to be those three ones, but those are usually the key key ones that people usually want to outsource first. Mm-hmm. I could see why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have any examples? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I'll just let people (laughs) (laughs) self-reflect. So how do you get in front of the coaches, consultants, business service providers, like your ideal clients? Oh, yeah. So since I had been recognized and featured in Forbes, Huffington Post, NBC, just many other news platforms, I was in front of and I had built credibility and authority. Also, I had some referrals as well. And things like this, podcast guesting, doing some LinkedIn outreach, in-person networking and ads. That was such a game changer for my business. I mean, even though they at times they were stressing me out, (laughs) I Mm -hmm. saw just how great that those ads could really work. So for me, it was really important to try and test and see what works best for me, my personality. But those were the things that I ended up doing that 
got me in front of the people I wanted to get into. That's fun. What are a couple big goals that you're looking to achieve over the next year or two? Ooh, so some big goals. So my vision is really to improve systems and efficiencies in many businesses. That's really my zone of genius. And I get just like, I just geek out over it. So I still want to do that. And I still want to continue on making more of an impact in that area. Um, besides my clients, in the next one to two years, my goal is to buy an, another established business that I can go in, approve the systems, and hire people in place to run it. Do you have like a certain niche in mind or a certain kind of business in mind? Or are you just going to see when you get there? You know, see, I always keep my finger on the pulse. Um, so I'm always looking at different businesses that they have available that are coming up. And I kick myself every day now because there were two businesses that came across and these were years ago. I've never seen those type of businesses again. And I wish I would have bought them back then. But they were cloud based uh, businesses. One was a software as a service type of business. Um, and the other one was like a record keeping type of business. So still a cloud based business. Cool. So how would how would those goals affect your business? So those big goals, they're really going to require me to hire a couple of positions to take over what I'm doing. Um, right now, I can get away with a lot of using a couple of contractors that I have on my team, along with a lot of the automations that I have in place to run the business. But I know if I go and start going into another business, it's going to require me to have an operations manager inputted into my business to take over some of the tasks and duties that I'm particularly doing or involved in in that day-to-day -day process. And I mean, also a couple of specialists as well that will be on, you know, a little bit more than what they are already on. What do you think is your biggest roadblock from reaching those goals? So that's actually funny. It was that I would say the business in mind that I had that I, you know, went past sometimes when I saw see like an opportunity and I let it pass me. Then I'll be sitting up there getting so stuck and kicking on my kicking myself in the butt for not <laughs> not doing it. So I think I get got hung up on those particular businesses and they are so rare and hard to come by. But some of the other ones weren't really catching my interest. And I want something that's going to really spark that fire in me for me to come out of the business that I'm really loving to want to do or implement certain systems and things into another one. So yeah. if I come across and see that similar type of business or if anybody knows of it, definitely <laughs> shoot it over my way. <laughs> For sure. Do you have like a certain automation tool that's your favorite? I do. I love ClickUp. I don't say everyone needs to use it. I'm not like a one size fits all type of person, but ClickUp has really helped. And I've seen how some of the clients that I work for they're using so many different tools and ClickUp combines them all in one. Like one client that I had named Becky, she was using Slack and then they had a different project management tool called Excello. Then they had a tool for their SOPs and procedures. Um, I forgot the name of that particular tool. Then they had a different tool for recording videos. And it was just a whole bunch of different tools where ClickUp has everything all in one and then it incorporates it into your email as well. And you can email from ClickUp. 
up and you can, you know, have those same instant messaging things, but right on the task so that you're no longer looking for, okay, what was, what was it that we were talking about for this particular project? Where did I put it? Did I put it in the email? Did I put it in the Slack channel? Did I put it on the task? Now everyone can talk about the same thing in the same area and no one's confused. So if someone is, you know, sometimes people get sick and they can't come in that day or they happen to, you know, leave the job um, and they can't come back in some types of emergency or so, you have someone else who can come in and they can just go to that one place, that one point in ClickUp and they can see, okay, this is where the project is. This was all the communication. They can really get on board a lot faster than trying to sift through some Slack messages to figure out exactly where we were in the process and who was doing what or what was the next step. And then too, even just for the people that are working it, it saves them time too, right? They don't yes. have to leave platforms to go over here to do so such and such. Definitely. And last time I looked into it, like ClickUp wasn't that, pricey either it's not <laughs> no like my plan is so cheap <laughs> I was like yes. wow <laughs> it is very surprising with all of the features they have and they are you know not to make this into a promo or anything <laughs> they are adding features you know I think it's every week or so so that's the one good aspect is that they are constantly listening to what people are asking them for and they're implementing those into their systems but it is a very nice all-in-one type of program that is pretty user-friendly and easy to use and, you know, get people on board with and set up. Which is helpful because time is precious, right? Yes, very much so. <laughs> we all want more time for vacations, for our kids, for family time, friend time, and just kind of kicking it around. <laughs> Sleep. <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so how does ego and operational inefficiencies go hand in hand? Oh, so... I actually have a great example of this. And usually when I work with certain business owners, I had one guy named Tony. And Tony just felt like no one could do the work as good as he could. So he was kind of like that micromanager, but also wanted to be all involved, but was also the owner. So if you are the owner, but then you have to be on every meeting and you have to you know, put some input or advice into every project, you're going to be that bottleneck. You're going to be preventing and stopping your employees um, from doing their work to their best ability. They're going to start second guessing themselves and that's going to lead them to inefficiencies. They're going to have to ask you, you're now the gatekeeper. So now instead of being able to just put out something to the client. Now they have to go through you first, you have to check over it or whoever else has to check over it. And that takes up a lot of time. And it, it really makes your employee lose confidence in their own selves and their abilities if you're checking over everything. So that's really leading to just a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted energy and effort. If you hired someone to do the task, be you should be confident that you hired the right person, that they are proficient enough and that you have systems in place where you are giving them checklists and outline, telling them exactly what should be completed in the task. And then if they add their little spin to it, that's fine. But at least we know that we have the core high level elements that you want in each task and that they will fulfill that. Because just to be completely honest, people always tell me, yes, we have unique clients. Everyone needs something different. But in actuality, there is a process that we go through. We say the same things. We ask for the same information, same questions. And we end up using that same information in a certain way that we could teach someone else 
how to do the same things. Sadly, we're not as um, indisposable as we think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a good thing because and then it frees you up to be able to do the things that you really love and want to do in the business. Like not everyone wants to do the marketing or the sales, but if you know you're a really good salesperson, you don't necessarily need to be in the client delivery system and space because you've handed it off. You've had all of the materials. People have to check it off to make sure that they did each part of the project before. And then at the very end, if you really feel inclined, you can have an area in there where it is a, a checkpoint for you. Um, but mm -hmm. no one has to keep asking you or, you know, reminding you of it or, you know, pinging you. It's automatically um, alerting you that this is the time for you to start checking and to follow in until you feel comfortable enough with letting that person go on their own. So true. We always get in our own way. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? A lot of times I found that when I've hired people and I've hired really well, they have shown me things that, you know, my mind wasn't there yet. They have expanded my business in ways that, you know, might've taken me years because they have different experience, different knowledge, different background, interpret things in a different way. And sometimes they can see spots where I'm blind. So it's very beneficial to, you know, trust in your employees and to allow them to help sometimes guide you through your own process to see if there's an area that could, you know, be made better. Which would totally help with like the team culture and stuff too. Yes, because then people feel more appreciated. Mm -hmm. and, and valued and heard. So it's it's a wonderful thing on all parts. That's fun. So what is the best advice that you have ever received? One thing, and I've received a lot of advice, I just gobble up between books and meeting people. I love talking to people and hearing their stories. But someone told me to start with the end in mind and to just test it. So Every time I'm thinking about something or where I want to be, I think about, okay, how, how do I want to live? How much do I want to work? Where do I see myself five years from now, three years from now, one year from now? And I work myself backwards, mapping out certain steps that I would have to take to get there, okay, to get to, you know, maybe if you want to get to a million, how much is that per month? How much is that per week? How much is that per day? How many clients do you have to get there per day? So then how many, you know, you just keep walking yourself back, back, back further until you get to the point where you want to be. If it's something completely new, okay, what book do I need to read in order to get this knowledge? What course do I need to take? Okay, then that course can tell me certain steps, and then it gets you all the way to your goal. And what I found out is best about this is that you can try multiple things and keeping the end in mind will help you to really see if that vision you had in mind is that true, is true for it. When I started off with my educational consulting business, I had, you know, that laptop lifestyle in mind um, as my end goal. But as I was going through it and the way I set it up, I saw that it wasn't getting me closer to that end goal. It was getting me further away. I was working so many hours and just putting in so much time, energy and effort that it just it didn't line up with how I saw the amount of time I wanted to work and things like that. So it made me you know, think about pivoting instead of just trying to stick it through. And it's OK to, to pivot at times, but just try it out. It lets me try out a lot of different things and then I can see what really works, what fits for my personality and what will bring me joy. It's a good way to do kind of like a little check in, right, to see if like 
am I still on course? Am I still yes. <laughs> right? Like, oh, no, oh, I wavered a little bit. All yes. Right. <laughs> I said I wanted this, but I'm going in this direction. Hey, that's not there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best advice you think you've ever given? So I usually tell people, and this is a lot of the times, uh, clients will come to me and I know entrepreneurs, I've been guilty of this as well, getting easily distracted by shiny object syndrome. So I always say focus, focus on one thing, focus on air, one area and see it through for six months or one year. Too often, I just see us wanting to have those seven streams of income like we've all heard about or from seven different businesses, and they all have seven different ideal customers. And we're also busy trying to do all seven ideas at once that none of them are reaching that level of massive success that could be reached if we just focused on one business and actually had a call with someone who was looking for my services. He had a service-based business. And he was saying he wanted to start something completely new and wanted to set up systems for that. And so I was asking him about his service-based business and how much money he's making and the systems that are in there. And I said, okay, this is the area where you can generate really good revenue. We just need to kind of tighten things up and you would be able to really soar here. Yet you're, you know, seeing that shiny object syndrome and you're wanting to go full force of head <laughs> to go into this new business where you already have something that's in working. And what he said to me was definitely that reminder that all of us have, well, I always imagine myself having multiple businesses. Well, multiple businesses don't help if we're not focused in and really having one business that's very successful and the, con the revenue is consistent month over, over month and we have everything working like a well-oiled machine. So true. Yeah, your multiple businesses don't work if <laughs> they, if they aren't successful. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he had a good level of success, but it was like, all right, things are kind of all over the place. And I could definitely see how we could just make so much more of an impact with what you have now because you have a good, you know, a starting point. But just did not know where the customers were coming from, wasn't tracking really how much was going into the bank account each month. There were just certain things and it was just like, oh, these tools would just be perfect for that because maybe that, and sometimes I do feel like we're trying to add all these business on to make up a certain amount of dollar amount each, you know, in our minds, but one business can do that same dollar amount. Mm -hmm. That's true. Do you have any tips that you can share with us or things to share with us in doing project management in our business as if it was like a multi multi-million dollar company? Yeah. So one of the techniques that I really use and tips that I always say, um, it's my process mapping technique. And I use a three-step framework and it's the three D's, define, design and do. I actually have a free mini training just for your listeners. And it goes in depth on how to automate these key systems and processes in your business. So you can scale to those six, seven and eight figures. This process mapping technique that I do, it really gets to all of the action steps and things you need to do daily out of your head and it puts it on paper. And the benefit of this is now you can have someone else help you with your tasks. So the three D's are define, which is where we're defining the end goal. Like once again, working back, working from where we want to get to and working back, what are the goals for setting up this system in place? Then we design, we actually map out 
what it is that we do, all of the tasks, everything. If someone says yes or someone says no to certain opportunities, we map that out. And then we do, we implement it to a project management software. So that's the that's my most valuable technique in a nutshell of how we can really help you out. Well, fun. Thank you. And that's so fun that you have that, that you're willing to share with everyone. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you wanted to share with us? I would just say that once again, just Everyone can scale their business to the point where they want to. Not everyone wants to scale to seven and eight figures, and that's perfectly fine. Because for me, the goal is profit and not necessarily just gross revenue. (laughs) But we can also scale without stress as long as we have some systems. Which is huge, right? Like even right now, like if you're bringing in as much as you want to, but let's say you're working more than you want to, just a couple of implementations can totally shift that for you. Definitely. That's fun. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I love the automation aspect. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Where can we go to learn more about you and what you do? So all of your listeners can go over to the special page that I made for just you. It's tasklygroup.com slash EC. And that's where they can get the three steps to automate systems in your business to scale to six, seven, and eight figures. They can also book a call with me to chat about their personal business systems or connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. All of that is found on that same page, tasklygroup.com slash EC. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was wonderful being here. Enjoyed having you. Have a great day and we'll chat soon. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.